There is a well-known saying that goes, always give the hardest job to the laziest person because they will find the easiest way to do it. What is the best real-life example of this you have seen? I was once a temp at a tiny office on a construction site in around 2003. I was only there for one day while the regular person was on some training. They sat me down and told me that I just needed to copy all these numbers from one program to another. So I selected them, hit Ctrl-C and Ctrl-V. Turns out about 60% of this woman's time had been manually typing the numbers from one place to another. I work in finance at a large multinational corporation. I feel like a big part of our job is just stop doing things and wait to see who complains. If someone complains, we keep doing it. If silence, then we call it a controlled drop and put it on our performance review for creating efficiencies. I worked in a CNC shop. There would be a pile of jobs that needed to be done for the month. Some took days to run, while others were generally quick. The record for jobs done in one day was eight. What I did was looked through all the jobs and organized them by setup, meaning every job has a setup time, can take an hour to get all the tooling together, setting up the cutting table, and setting the parts square to the table so the machine can gauge where the part is, so when I insert the code into the machine, it can run flawlessly and drill, mill, tap, whatever within literally hair measurement, for every single job. Majority of parts use standard tooling, and I have automatic tool changing with 20 pockets. Long story short, I figured out how to line up jobs so they all have the same setup. Blew the record out of the water with 30 jobs done in one day, saving the company tens of thousands of work hours. All because I didn't feel like doing all the setups that day. I worked at a summer at a mortgage company as an assistant to the underwriters. My only job was printing documents and then hole-punching them to put in folders. They had a super-fancy Xerox printer that basically did my entire job for me, but the underwriters at this company didn't know how to click through printer settings to make the machine hole-punch as it was being printed. I showed them how to do it, and they resisted it super-hard. Like, they didn't trust it, I don't know. So I got to keep my job, but what was supposed to take me all day literally took me 20 to 30 minutes first thing in the morning. So they started assigning me real tasks, and even offered to keep me on to eventually become an underwriter too, because I was so sharp. I.e. I knew how to use the very expensive printer they already had. I was just about to start grad school, so I had to politely decline, but I'm pretty sure they didn't hire someone to replace me when I left. In conclusion, they had a printer that already did my job for me, but didn't know how to use it. I showed them. Maybe not the most impressive story here, but I thought it was a great sidestep of effort nonetheless. Coworker of mine had to get rid of smaller junk fiberglass boat with no trailer. Our other coworkers are all telling him how much time and money he's going to need to get rid of it, and he's just saying, Oh, is that so? He took off one day and sat down on his lawn with a cooler of beer. That day was garbage day. Inevitably, the trash guys rolled up. He hands each of them a cold beer and says, Hey boys, got $50 for each of you if you help me out real quick. They fed the entire 12-foot boat into the packer, crushing two feet at a time. I used to process HSA claims around 10 years ago. One system we had to use back then was an old-as-hell terminal program that took four-line items per page. That's it. For a usual claim, no big deal. Not too hard to keep track of things over two to three pages for a longer claim. Most fit on one. However, we had the dreaded shoebox claims. This was the person who saved up every receipt all year in a metaphorical shoebox and sent everything in once a year to empty their account, 
We hated them. Dozens or hundreds of line items totaling thousands of dollars. Just because you only have 500 in your HSA doesn't mean we get to stop there. If you sent in $4,000 in receipts, I've got to account for all of it. Totally killed your numbers for the day, and they tracked claims per hour religiously. The main issue was double-checking that everything added up right when you were done entering it. At four items a page, it took forever to tally. So I made an Excel sheet. It was laid out so I could enter every single line, then run a macro that would calculate the needed totals and dump all the text to a text file formatted exactly, so I could select four items at a time and paste them directly into the terminal window from the default starting cursor positions, and every field would fill in automatically. Copy, paste, next, copy, paste, next, copy, paste, next, etc. It easily halved my entry times with way less work. Finding any typos was much easier. I just had to look at one column organized sheet instead of scrolling through god knows how many pages of terminal text. It was great. I showed it to my manager so the rest of my team could use it. She was horrified I would use something like that, as no human was double-checking as they went along. This despite demonstrable improvements to my error rates on large claims after I started using it. She ordered me to stop using it and forbid anyone else in her team from automating any part of their job at all. I kept using it for all of the two months I stayed there after that. I had some of the highest claim per hour numbers and lowest error rates on her team. I never developed any more tools for them. Flip her. I wonder if this individual ever got found out, but hopefully if they have, their results speak for themselves. Worked as a cashier during the holiday season back when I was 16. The supermarket was selling drinks by the boxes, and at that time we only had barcode scanners that was at the front of the computer. No gun-type scanners existed. I was lazy and didn't want to carry boxes up to the scanner, so I politely asked the customers if I could carve out the barcode from their box to scan and keep. Some agreed, some didn't want to, but eventually I managed to amass all the barcodes needed, labeled them and kept them in a file for easy reference. Apparently, some other cashier got green-eyed at my smart move and complained to the chief cashier, who promptly lectured me on bullcrap alert, how it's dangerous for me to scan such barcodes as I might scan the wrong things. She told me to throw it all away and carry the boxes like I was meant to. I mean, I was young, so I could, but the other cashiers were older, and some were elderly, and needed the customers themselves to help carry the boxes to the scanner. But whatever, I guess jealousy trumps common sense. Was a temp. Got hired for the day to print 30 packets with 100 pages each. Why would it take a day? I asked. Our printer doesn't collate the pages, so it will take you the day to sort the pages into the 30 packets, they said. Right. It was a standard office Xerox printer. It took me all of 30 seconds to find and click the collate button, clicked the staple button while at it. All got printed by itself into a nice stapled packet, and I got paid to browse internet for the day. They thought I was a genius for fixing their printer and gave me glowing recommendations to the temp agency that led to more jobs. Well, there's our second just use the feature included in the office equipment story for the day. Funny that. At my last job, a truck suspension shop, we did inventory every December and it was someone's job to count out all the washers and screws of every size. It was my first inventory and I casually mentioned that they should just weigh one screw or washer, then weigh them all and divide the weight to get the count. Everyone looked at me like I had given them the key to the universe. Counting washers and screws went from a day or two to just a few hours. Herding yak with a drone takes the cake for me. 
They run from it and oddly fear it, which is surprising considering they have literally zero aerial predators. We only did it a few times because it really makes them uneasy and it doesn't treat them well. But it is very effective and easy, and you can herd them from over half a mile away from inside the house. Automated 70% of my job in a large finance firm as an intern. Never disclosed it and got easy money for six months. I spent the time doing courses and applying for my grad school. Got my admission letter during the final two weeks of my internship and never looked back. Pro tip, Python and Excel can be your best friend. Worked in a huge hotel by the airport. We had a layover with over 400 people. I think we were three employees. They had buffet for dinner and then left to go to bed since it was 1 or 2 a.m. Rule was we should always go to the room and pick up as many plates as we could and then bring them to the cleaner. Took us ages and I wanted to go home. I decided to roll out the cart and collect the plates and put them on the cart. Guests were seeing it and started putting their plates on the cart when they left. All of a sudden, hundreds of people cleaned up their own stuff. Duty manager saw it and I thought he would blast me since the hotel was a five-star place. He just looked at me, smiled and said, That's why I like to hire lazy people. They think of ways to finish work faster. I have an example of how the truly lazy will sabotage tracking so no one knows stuff is broken. There was this guy at a software company that does integrated software systems. He hated his boss at his job and apparently most of his team. Every time he was assigned a bug to fix, he would mark it resolved and assign it a no-reply email address associated with the team. The odd thing that I don't understand is how he managed to keep issues from getting escalated to other real people. At any rate, no one caught on. When he found a new job and a couple of people on his team took him out for drinks, he said, You should look back into all the bugs I fixed. I never did any of that. So the guys who took him out for drinks went back and audited his work and were like, Holy F! Not only did he do nothing, he hid identified issues for like a year. Must have been an EA Games dev. Was tiling a bathroom floor. One young guy I was working with was cleaning up when we were done. I told him to take the leftover tile downstairs to the truck, and then went back to cleaning what I was doing. Ten seconds later, I hear this huge crash and then a soft, Oh, right. He had gone out onto the balcony and dropped them down into the truck, shattering over $100 worth of tile. He said he thought it would be faster. He wasn't wrong. I'm in corporate accounting, and I'm the only one in my department with a CPA. Of course, I have to take continuing education for my license, and I usually take as many hours of Excel courses as I can each year. By learning the keyboard shortcuts, advanced formulas, and a bunch of useful hidden features in Excel, I'm able to get most of my work done in less than two hours, then spend the rest of the day browsing Reddit and watching YouTube videos. Thank goodness our cubicle walls are high, or I'm sure they would have fired me by now for being on my phone six-plus hours a day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I look back at my time in corporate accounting and often realize just how much effing around I did at work, with literally no consequence. Other than month-end close, I feel like I sat on Reddit a solid four-plus hours a day. If I had improved my Excel to the point of knowing how to write macros, I would have been on seven-eighths of the day. It made a lot of sense why the company I worked for decided to push for job documentation for two years, and then outsourced the work to offshore accountants. Sometimes I wish I was still in that job, and some days I'm very, very happy that I changed careers. There's a story that I've heard a few dozen times about a toothpaste company that had accidentally sent out cases of their products that had a few empty single boxes of toothpaste. The company had endeavored not only to rectify their mistake, but to ensure they did not repeat it. They hired an engineering company that designed a scale and an alarm shutdown system. If an empty carton was passed down the production line, klaxons would be triggered and a full stop would initiate until the offending box was recovered and an all-clear had been entered into the computer system before production could resume. The company paid through the nose but was ultimately pleased with their failsafe and the engineers patted each other on the back. A few months pass and the engineers return for quality control. The toothpaste company reported zero margin of error for weeks. Turns out, one of the minimum-wage hairnet types on the assembly line didn't appreciate the sound of klaxons or working with the computers, so he or she had aimed a large fan at the production line before the scale that blew the lighter, empty cartons off the conveyor belt. Problem solved. Amazing. By teeing off the regular workforce with annoying alarms, the engineers motivated the factory workers to solve the problem themselves, after several thousand in R&D into the scale system. During my internship, my professor gave me line graphs on paper and asked me to find the coordinates by drawing horizontal and vertical lines. It would have taken hours, if not days. I thought to myself, I couldn't be the first one who is lazy AF. So I googled it, found this cool free-to-use software, Web Digitizer. Step 1. Scan the graph. Step 2. Mark the X and Y axes in the picture. Step 3. Grab a beer because you've got the nicest mother-flipping graph you couldn't have drawn yourself in a million years. My professor was so happy, she asked me to document the method and mail it across the entire department. Yes, I did share my original method with my professor and the entire department. One, she was a really supportive professor and I wanted to return her favors, even if the software might have been the tiniest help to her work. Two, the original developer of the software made it available online for free. He could have made it a paid service, and believe me, researchers would have paid because it is that good. But he kept it free for all of us to use, and it was my responsibility to share his work as much as I could. Got hired into a plant that just got a new big job building stuff for the military. My job was materials associate, which basically meant I drove a forklift and staged parts that were built. The engineers came up with a floor plan for all the parts and where they needed to be staged. They used fancy lasers and measuring devices and built it all in CAD. After telling them it wouldn't work, they said, Well, let's see you do a better job. I organized the 50,000 square foot warehouse so that each part was close to the machines that used them. It followed the first in, first out method, and each department knew where their parts went when they were done making them, by putting up signs and whatnot. 
After that, my job was basically pointless because the warehouse ran itself. I decided to teach myself how to use the welding robots in my downtime. Fast forward three years and now I'm an automation engineer at one of the largest parts suppliers in the industry. P.S. Robots are very easy to learn and operate if you're struggling to find what you want to do in your career. Places are hiring with minimal experience too because there is a lack of people in the automation field. Get a one-year college certification in mechatronics and you can make around 40000 to 60000 starting, depending on location. Back when I was a cashier at Borders, we had to keep a certain percentage of Borders rewards transactions. I was good at my job and was able to get into the high 80s, low 90s every month by being a good salesman and convincing them to get it. There was another guy I worked with that had an insanely high percentage, and I didn't understand how he did it. We later came to find out that he would just swipe a card and put it into people's bags without saying anything about it. He got caught and was given a warning and put on probation instead of being fired for cheating. Fast forward about a month and I find out he's getting promoted to work on the floor with all the movies and stuff. I could not believe they promoted him after all that stuff and looked me over. Someone that was actually a hard worker that did a really good job and often would have people compliment me to my managers. Then again, the management there was crap. I eventually got fired from there because the guy covering for me while I was on vacation got fired, and they somehow expected me to know and come in. In high school, we do four book reports every year. A friend of mine did his on each Lord of the Rings book and The Hobbit freshman year, and turned in the same four book reports for the rest of his time in high school. You switched English teachers every year, so nobody ever caught on. I was never brave enough to try the same thing. I once ordered a painter to paint my bathroom walls. His price was pretty extortionate for the small job, and he only had a relatively small brush to complete it. It was a pretty lousy paint job because of the small brush, so a few weeks later I finally convinced myself to get another painter, but just a cheap one to go over the bad job done by this other guy. Instead of using just a brush, he had a huge roller, and consequentially got the job done much quicker. He did a great job and charged significantly less than the other guy. Lee from Lee's Painting, wherever you are, thanks. I was once on a US military ship having breakfast in the wardroom, the officer's lounge, when the operations officer, OPS, walks in. This guy was the definition of not a morning person. He's still half asleep, bleary-eyed, basically a zombie with a bagel. He sits down across from me to eat his bagel and is just barely conscious. My back is on the outboard side of the ship, and the morning sun is blazing in on one of the portholes, putting a big, bright circle of light right on his barely conscious face. He's squinting and chewing and basically just remembering how to be alive for today. It's painful to watch. But then zombie OPS stops chewing, slowly picks up the phone, and dials the bridge. In his well-known, I'm still totally asleep voice, he says, Hey, it's OPS. Could you shift our bar pat? Yeah. One, six, five. Thanks. And puts the phone down. And then he just sits there, squinting, waiting. And then, ever so slowly, I realize that big blazing spot of sun has begun to slide off the zombie's face onto the wall behind him. After a moment, it clears his face and he blinks slowly a few times, and the brilliant beauty of what I've witnessed begins to overwhelm me. By ordering the bridge to adjust the ship's back-and-forth patrol, by about 15 degrees, he's changed our course just enough to reposition the sun off his face. He's literally just redirected thousands of tons of steel and hundreds of people so that he could get the sun out of his eyes while he eats his bagel. I am in awe. He slowly picks up his bagel, and for a moment I'm terrified at the thought that his own genius may escape him, that he may never appreciate the epic brilliance of his laziness, since he's not going to wake up for another hour. But between his next bites, he pauses, looks at me, 
and gives me the faintest sly grin before returning to gnaw slowly on his zombie bagel. In high school, I had an absolute butthole of a teacher. He gave me a binder that had the name, address, phone of every student in the entire district, including the names of all their siblings. I was to type this in, even though it was already printed out. I asked if it was already printed, why was I typing it? He said they paid an outside firm a bunch of money to do it, but the state pulled the funding and the firm refused to provide the files. And now the district didn't have the money to do it again, but they still needed the data. I was super teed off about how tedious of a job I was given, and complained to no end. He knew that I was the winner of a typing contest and agreed that this one project would be my entire grade for the semester. If I could manage to get it all entered into the computer by the end of the year, I'd get a passing grade. If not, I'd fail. After about two hours of data entry, I decided it was a bullcrap job and downloaded OCR software, scanned the whole thing in, and spent a day or two correcting scanning mistakes. My plan was to spend the rest of the semester goofing off and pretending to work. That lasted about a week before the teacher caught on. He then proceeded to start giving me more stupid, tedious work and said the previous deal was now off. I found out that part of the reason the deal with the consulting firm ended badly was his fault and told him I was going to the school board with this information. We decided on a new plan. My grade for the semester would pass as an A, but I had free time to take on other classes the teacher offered. I used this free time to complete one and a half other courses. In conclusion, my laziness got me 2.5 course credits in the span of time that I would have only gotten one.